Apocalypse Quarantine Edition. Again, uh, I'm Ben, as always. I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. We're all on Skype, so do apologise for the sound quality if it's not up to the usual standard. Today, it's finally happened. It's with a heavy heart, I have to tell you. For my own personal opinion, it's with a heavy heart. Fucking drama queen. That, um... Is this time in the nation where people are struggling and being ill, we have to come together. And sadly, I was made to come together and watch Back to the Future. So that's what we're going to talk about. All three of them, in fact, and they were awful. But these two like them. No, I love them. So do the vast majority of of normal movie-going human beings, Ben, all the people whose emotion chips are all the way pushed in like they should be, all those regular <laughs> folk uh, fucking love the movies. I'm a very emotional person. Save your <laughs> scorn. Save your scorn. For it should not be put upon me and Mike for loving these movies. It should be put on you for not liking these fucking movies. We're not the freaks here. Well, I'll never admit to being a complete freak. you should shall do bloody news alright Mike if you want to go through some of our new and returning listeners and let's thank them okay I can do that sorry I fucked up the running order sorry lads (laughs) how long have we been doing this now yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay we start with Coventry UK ooh Piastani, Slovakia. That's new. Settle, UK. Chennai, India. Athens, Greece. Thetford, UK. Perth, Australia. Brookfield, Wisconsin. Pretoria, South Africa. Cairo, Egypt. Kathmandu's back. Kathmandu. The place we only thought existed in fairy tales. I wonder if the virus Uh, has reached there yet. Ooh. I was going to say, there's fuck all to do in Kathmandu either at the moment. Well, yeah. I don't know where the fuck it is. What continent is it on? I have no idea. Asian? <laughs> some Indian subcontinent maybe somewhere? It's in like the Himalayas, the you idiots. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's the Indian subcontinent. The Himalayas at the top. We're not the science officers. Yeah. Nothing to do with science and geography, mate. But we're not geography officers either. It's a social science, isn't it? Geography. Or physical geography is a science. Science. I suppose it is. Yeah, it's got measurements and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Kathmandu. Tombridge, UK. Birmingham, UK. Hesperia, California. Sydney, Australia. Bengaluru, India. Uh, Shady Nasty's back. Hey! Little Rock, Arkansas, at number one again, Fort Worth, Texas. Thank you Yay. all who have been listening. Thank, Thank you very you much. 
military hope, guys listening in on us. Yeah. Hope you're all um, staying safe and not getting infected with this virus. That's not real, so they can't be, can they? Oh, isn't it just the 5G? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon on Facebook seems very confident. <laughs> she does. She does. No the one's told that none... Sorry, go on. I was say the proverbial Sharon. Yeah. No one seems to have told these people that non-ionising radiation doesn't cause illness, though. Mm. Ah, well. It's the main flaw in their argument, but, you know. I thought it could damage the DNA. Well, depending on who you're listening to, the non-ionising radiation uh, hasn't got, isn't radioactive as such. It's just, like, the background stuff, like Wi-Fi and all the other Gs that existed up to 5G. I... I've been listening to Alex Jones, and uh, he said, and I quote, they put fluoride in the 5G to turn the birds gay. Uh, mm. <laughs> well, something like that, I'm sure. Something along well, those lines. It's somehow responsible for... Do you know what? One thing I do want to thank coronavirus. I've been watching way more news than I ever normally would and listening to more news radio, and not once in the last two weeks have I heard the word transphobic mentioned or gender politics at all really it's been or Brexit. Fucking... oh it's been blissful it's just <laughs> thousands and thousands of dead people i will take thousands and thousands of an ever-rising number of dead people like oh. on my screen every night rather than like fucking transgender issues for fuck's sake <laughs> Sort it out. Well, I'm, I always just look at the thing. Oh, been a pretty bad day today for the uh, infection rate and the, and the death toll. It's probably another yeah. month off work. Try not to look at that bit. Yeah, I saw a bit of it at the weekend. But anyway, I digress. What's next? Uh, next is weird news. So let's do that. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Right, I'll start. Unidentified object violates Iranian airspace and activates their air defences. Ooh. A short article. 2.45 yesterday evening. An unidentified object was spotted over Iran, prompting the Islamic Republic to activate its air defences. According to the Russian publication Avia Pro, and I'll quote, A few hours ago, Iran's air defense systems were activated due to the appearance of an unknown aircraft in the country's airspace. It is known that at least two anti-aircraft guided missiles were fired for the target. However, and this is still the quote, it was not possible to hit the target. Ooh, why is that? They failed to identify the target visually or by air defense systems. So they couldn't tell what it was. It was just something in the airspace. Fired a couple of missiles on it. Is it the computer that picked it up? I would assume it came up on radar, yeah. It's a ghost in the machine, man. Uh, it could be. <laughs> it could be, could be um, an alien craft. It could be. Could be a meteorite. Somebody could have dropped a tic-tac out of an aeroplane. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that it was an alien craft. Of course. 
Yeah, it's yeah. as likely as any other. That's it. Right. That's pretty much it for that article, in all fairness. It's just, you know, I thought it was an interesting nugget to throw in there. Alien news, you know I like to bring it to you. We do. We do. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same story though over and over <laughs> yeah there's no evidence ever there's no ever. evidence whatsoever it's just one. conspiracy and Mike you know. I'll have you know that these are some of the finest investigative reporting websites on the planet uh, they say the Russians are fighting anarchy in the tundric wastes of Norway I'm down with that I mean I believe that you believe that? I'm <laughs> <laughs> It also shows that Iran will shoot at anything. It could have been anything. But they probably just, an, an alien craft. This way to test a missile. Well, these missiles are expensive. They fired two. They locked on. They tried to, well, they tried to lock on. They fired at it. Who knows? You know, and, um... Stuff like on Red Dwarf, where it turns out to be like one of Lister's congealed sneezes on the radar. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know, something along those lines. Anyway, well, you got any more on that one? No, no, that's it, pretty much. That's it. Sweet. What you got, Mike? Okay, next up. Cornish Shop asks customers to prove localness to buy anything. Are you local? Local. It's uh, interesting because there's a strong Cornish independence movement, isn't there? There is. Mm. In fact, there's a. Didn't they try and do some terroristy stuff a few years ago? But they're all completely incompetent and fucked it up. I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know. I'm gonna blow Cornish. Li- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow up the bloody <laughs> The Cornish independence, isn't it? The Cornish Liberation Front. <laughs> <laughs> Who wanna fuck with us, my lad? <laughs> no, that would be Irish. That'd be a, an incredible plot, wouldn't it? It would. Exploding pastors. Staff at a shop in Cornwall are asking potential shoppers to prove their localness if they want to make a purchase in a bid to help urge visitors to abide by lockdown conditions and not come to the country. The county, sorry. Employers at the shop in Tintagel say Tintagel. they will serve... Say again? Tintagel. 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 Tintagel, that's what I just said. You said Tintagel. What's the difference? It's in, oh, it's where like King Arthur was born, damn it. How was it? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it. Say it in a local accent. Tintagel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I went there as a kid. There's like a bit of a castle ruin, Tintagel oh. Castle, where King Arthur was born. Of course you went there as a child. Of course you did. <laughs> ben, we can go anywhere in the country. I want to go to see King Arthur's what birth. What's my idea? I was place. a kid. Because one, one day I will be the ruler of my own kingdom. <laughs> That's a distinct possibility. Oh, fuck it. Mate, you're over the hill. I'm in the best shape of my life. You're, you're dictating days are well behind you. I am the best shape of my life. That is, may may well be true. Actually, dictators are usually quite old, aren't they? That's it. Yeah, so you've got time to fascist up a bit. Oh. Anyway, 
Mike, how do you prove in these shops that you're local? With your ID, I suppose, with your address, proof of address. I guess, I might tell you. Isn't that against the law? It says here, yeah. There's a notice up on the shop. I'm sure that's against trading standards. I think it is, yeah. I could be wrong. Because they can refuse the right to serve anybody if they want to. It's like a pub, isn't it? They haven't got to serve you when you go in. Yeah, no, that is very true. I just wonder whether there's some sort of discrimination law. But, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with their right to do this. I think it's uh, they're looking after their local. And I hope when this is all over, their local customer group remember it and keep supporting them. Because it's a pretty bold move to make. Or they're just, like, Cornish racists. Well, it could be that as well. It's just by recognition, apparently. The full yeah. notice. The full notice reads, if you're local... And we recognise you, we will serve you. If you aren't recognised, you'll be asked to provide evidence of living in Cornwall. Please do not take offence at this or be abusive towards our staff. <laughs> mm. Can you imagine if that I'd been driving down there and I hadn't seen a shop in fucking hours and was dying for a drink or something and I found that and I saw that sign? I think I'd be abusive. You fucking... <laughs> Just, the drink is there, the money's here, just give me a can of pop, you fucking pasty shagging twat. <laughs> it's the local shop for local people, there's nothing for you here. We'll have no trouble here. <laughs> fucking win if you don't give me a can of Rockstar, pronto. <laughs> I'm going to burn your the fucking thing down. Show them your points, Tubbs. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't oh, eat him. We'd be like, where's gas? And it'd be like this burning transit van behind a shop in Cornwall. Don't worry, you'll get me back one day if you ever buy a Jester's. <laughs> Those fillings come from somewhere. Don't well, ask for a Cornish pasty if you're not in Cornwall, though, which is not good and well. Yeah, they don't fuck about in Cornwall. They do not. So. For the, this last news story, gents, as our resident football fans, would you like to tell the audience, one of you, who's Kyle Walker? Would you like to go for that, Mike? Okay, he's an England international, current, yes. I think, just about. Just about. Plays for Man City, used to play for Spurs. Probably, so, uh, peak, was probably the best right back in the world. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a bold so claim to make. I don't know about that. Maybe... A few years ago, I think. Well, he's a high-profile uh, guy, we say him. Oh, yeah, very high-profile. Right. So, his club, Man City, this isn't the sort of story they're going to want coming out. The headline is, Kyle Walker apologises for hosting sex party at home during the coronavirus lockdown. It's pretty well, cool, though, indoors. isn't it? Yeah, at least they were indoors. Um, <laughs> the Manchester City and England defender Kyle Walker. Well, see, that's the difference. See, that's how the class system works. Yeah. You have it inside mansion, and it's called a sex party. If you go and do it in the woods, it's called dogging. Yeah, yeah. it's true. See what I mean? Just like you go to a posh hotel and you have a champagne breakfast in the morning, and this is seen as a luxurious start to the day. If you you and me, if one of us wakes up in a bed sit, scratches our ass and cracks open a can of Stella first thing, that is considered like, you know, 
Abusive behaviour. That's all I've been doing since, that, since the quarantine's <laughs> kicked off. And think, and think about this lockdown, everybody having to stay indoors. Well, it's fine when you've got a mansion and like a, yeah. like three private hectares. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, you but you haven't, got, you haven't got a couple of high-end escorts, have you? Exactly. Okay. If you're in a cockroach-infested fucking dump... Because your landlord is a predatory landlord and won't fix anything, and it's not so good, is it? No. Yeah, but you wouldn't be spending two thousand two hundred pounds on a couple of escorts if you lived in a cockroach-infested dump, uh, would well, you? Let's get to that bit then. So, the Man City and England defenders apologise for hosting a sex party with two escorts during the Corona. That's not a sex party. City yeah, have opened an too. investigation into the. That's a threesome into the disappointing incident, which was first reported by The Sun. It claimed that Walker and a friend, OK, that's a foursome, paid two escorts £2,200 and that they arrived at his house last Tuesday before leaving on Wednesday. Walker said, I want to take this opportunity to issue a public apology for the choices I made last week. I understand that my position as a professional footballer brings the responsibility of being a role model. As such, I want to apologise to my family, friends, football club, supporters and the public for letting them down. I've never heard this man speak, but it will be something <laughs> like that. I think it's pretty cool. His that's, club just second, that's just my, uh, my like, average footballer voice. Club it said was in very a statement, back to me. His club said in a statement, it's a game of two halves, isn't it? Um, anything could happen. City are aware of the story in a tabloid newspaper regarding the private life of Kyle Walker in relation to a breach of the UK lockdown and social distancing rules. Footballers are global role models and our staff and players have been working to support the incredible efforts of the NHS. Oh, why shame him? He just had a couple of fucking hookers round. It's not, not going to bring down the NHS. Well, this is it. And also, technically, if they left on Tuesday, if they came round Tuesday and left Wednesday last week, we were still technically not in lockdown Tuesday night. There you go. I, for one, think this is a bit of a non-story. I, I just thought it, it was be, cool. I think it would be under normal circumstances. But, I mean, if you're saying this was before the lockdown, then there's no problem with it. But oh, this is the sun. The, yeah. If it's done after oh, it's, the lockdown... And it's like it's you know it's just it's a bit brazen, isn't it? It's a bit it's a bit stupid to be fair. It is, but it's also pretty cool. A couple of high-end escorts coming hey, around. He's also, he hasn't broke the law either, has he? No, he's breaking escorts. social distancing laws, isn't he? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the bit I'm forgetting. That's the well, bit I'm forgetting. He just yeah. must have say apologise to his family. So is he a married man? No, I don't uh, think so. That, well, it, presumably not if he's invited a couple of escorts around. Uh, well, you never know. Anyway, good on you, Kyle. He's not playing football at the moment. What the fuck's out? He's, he's keeping fit, isn't he? That's keeping his it. eye in. Some great calories. You can burn a lot of calories during sexual intercourse. Certainly can. Now, we've done enough stalling, Ben. Let's talk about these fucking beautiful movies. Oh, God. All right, well, to be fair, guys, you two are probably going to have to take the lead slightly on this because I've watched all these movies in the space 
of a week, and it's the first time I've seen them in about 15 years. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Let's talk about Back to the Future. The trilogy of Back to the Future. I have to say, first time in about 15 years I watch these movies, and they're still shite, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. I've probably seen each movie about half a dozen times, maybe more. Yeah, I I, I fucking love them. And I went to the, see the third at the cinema. My dad took me to see the third. I was about eight. Well, I don't even know if I'd watch the first two, but I loved it. So I was going to say, one of my earliest memories, a very early memory, I saw part two in the cinema. And I remember, because they shot those films back to back, it blew my fucking mind. They went Back to the Future 2 finished. There's a trailer for Back to the Future 3 at the end of the movie. And it fucking blew my mind. Because I was like, how can that be? Like, movies take years to come out, don't they? But Yeah, yeah. It was right there at the end. And it was Cowboys, and I love Cowboys, so I was very excited. So the but, first one was 1985. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second was 1989. Mm-hmm. And the third was 1990. I was six years old. Holy shit. I was, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, was... I remember walking up the aisle and turning back and thinking, holy fuck, they've gone to Cowboy Times. Amazing. <laughs> So, and the last time I saw these movies was on the 21st of October, 2015. Ooh. Which is, because uh, it, although you'll like this, Ben, I did, although I I stick by number three as being as, I love it as much as the other two. I know it's not as good, but I love it as much. It was but the weakest from the, from the three. On, it is. On the 21st of October, 2015, they had a marathon at the, um, the Odeon in Telford yeah. and they did it all over the country actually where they played all three movies back to back with small little gaps in between and I made it through the first two and I was just like I'm fucking going home I don't need to sit here and watch <laughs> yeah. a movie I've seen many many times so yeah Ben when you, yeah. you say sh- now I think your, barom- your barometers all are because they're clearly incredibly well made movies like um. crap well directed, well produced, well put together. I mean, they're they look, kind of a good. Bear. You know, mm-hmm. they do look good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like the effects have aged a little, but it was 1985, the first one. I don't know what it. It just doesn't. It doesn't grab me. You've got. And I love a, tour, a time travel movie. A tour de force comedic performance by Christopher Lloyd. I would say cool tour de force. Yes, it is. A yes, career divorce. Oh, who's yeah. he best known? Who who is he defined as? What role defines that character to this day? That actor to this day? Probably it's not these. the bloke fucking taxi, is it? It's the same Absolutely. with it's the same with Marty McFly and um, yeah, the actor Michael J. Fox. That's it. Who's he what, best known as? Marty McFly. I'm sorry, Mike. Are you forgetting Billy the Kid? Right. I was doing my list. Hang on. Tour de Force comedic performance from Christopher Lloyd. You've got a cool as fuck vehicle that travels back in time. And it's cool as fuck. You've got Libyan terrorists. You've got the 1950s. It's sci-fi. It's adventure. It's a rom-com. It's got 
it's a special effects movie. It's a high concept movie. It's got Star Wars references. It's fucking the first, awesome. The first one is the strongest out of the three for me. No, the second's the best for me. A lot of flaws. A lot of flaws. Yeah, a lot of flaws in the plot. Obviously, oh. as you said before, you know, no one's... George McFly hasn't batted an eyelid that his son looks exactly like that guy that set him up with his wife. From about a DeLorean you know, that goes back in time. Yeah, and Ben, it happened 30 years ago and he met him for like a day. Do you remember somebody you met 30 years ago that might look a bit like your son? Well, I'm sure one of them must remember. Oh, that's guy I, hey, up on stage at our prom and play that song none of us has ever heard. Your kids are going to love it, Ben. They, that's what I mean. Uh, like, oh, yeah, your kids are going to love it. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, and you know one thing, hey, that Johnny B. Good, didn't we hear that at our prom? Oh, I think we did. That guy played it, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, wonder why he's not doing this. Why does he look like our son? Why is the guy that tried to rape my wife cleaning my car now? Why did oh, he get knocked out by the, Why, why did he get knocked out by the most telegraphed punch I've ever seen in my fucking life? Do you know Gaz is going to? That's me. I'm talking about myself in a third person. I'm going to talk about Biff Tannen in detail in a second because my sign-off on the show is free Biff Tannen, and we're going to go into that. Why that is my sign-off? On this show. Block now his listen. first punch and then get knocked out by the most telegraphed punch in the world. It's a fucking movie. It's fantasy. Yeah, oh. you're going to spend you a add, bit of realism. If you want to add, like, the spectrum of extreme realism, then what you need to watch, Ben, is, like, East German fucking, like, film noir or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> From the communist era. <laughs> British kitchen sink drama like Ken Loach films that are depressing as shit because they're ultra-realistic and naturalistic. It's a fantasy. It's a high-concept fantasy movie. That's how movies fucking work. A kid's film and kids are known for wanting stuff, to see stuff that isn't real. It's make-believe. Was I used to be a dull child or something? Sounds it. <laughs> well, you're a dull human being. So. Oh, oh, oh. That is below the belt. I'm joking. So my only, the only flaw, in my opinion, with the in the first movie, in my humble opinion, and I'm not the only one who feels this way, is near perfect in terms of just entertainment as a piece of entertainment, like the exact right mix between drama, jeopardy, action, action high concept sci-fi. It's just got it all for me, for me, just the right amount, and Did a little you say bit of romance. Comedy? Comedy as well, yeah, it's the right amount of comedy. It's sort of perfect balance. Only flaw with it is it's just a bit too neat and tidy and it doesn't quite make sense is Biff being there at the end. And my rationale for that is, and it's, you know, it's not complicated, but Biff attempted to rape Marty's mum. Yes. And years later, Biff is working for George and Marty's mum, whose name, Lorraine, George and Lorraine. Now, Biff, as we can see, has been completely humbled. His entire psychological makeup has been eroded and changed. He has lost any 
ounce of self-worth or strength or being able to defend himself or stand up for himself. He is a gibbering wreck. He lives a life of indentured servitude. Yeah. Which no matter and he's probably he on the comm- sex offenders list. He committed a very bad crime. I am not making light of the crime he made. He attempted and he would have. He was going to fucking rape Lorraine. So he should have been punished for it, rehabilitated, and then been allowed to move on with his life once he'd paid for his crime. Not living an entire life of indentured servitude. Uh. And then, not, not <laughs> only to mention, how the fuck would Lorraine have felt having huh. her husband employ the man who tried to rape her when she was a young girl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what, Lorraine? You're going to love this. Remember Biff? <laughs> how can I forget? Well, he kind of works for us now. What? Yeah, he, uh, mm. you know, he's out there. He's out there waxing your car. Look at him. Oh, gee. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Sorry. Sorry about the time I tried to rape you, Lorraine. Sorry. Sorry. Gee. Sorry. Sorry. Ah, second coat, Mr. McFly. I'll put it on. It's fucked up. So for the sake of everybody involved, I say free Biff Tannen. Because I believe in justice and a man can pay for his crimes. Some crimes, not all crimes. You know, free Biff Tannen. And he didn't actually rape her. Oh, no, because he got knocked out by the most telegraph punch in the world. It's called drama, Ben. Building the tension. Filmmaking, directing. Robert Zemeckis, well-respected as one of the best directors in Hollywood ever. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to say? Good for him. It's not a fucking patch on Zulu. Uh, two different films, guys. You can't compare them. Apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you have any enjoyment whatsoever? time travel find, movie. Do you not find the car to be cool? Even? I was wondering... So, the question I had is that car is powered by plutonium, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what he stole from the Libyans. Yeah. The time circuitry is powered by plutonium. And the flux capacitor. Yes. I hope it was properly shielded, because otherwise they're going to live very short lives. Well, I assume that it's probably lead-lined, isn't it? Well, let's hope so, because the doc, as much as he was a bit of a genius, he did look a bit slapstick when he was put together. That thing on his head at one point looked a bit dodgy. He's built a time machine. Well, he doesn't know it's a time machine yeah, until he's actually tested. What else does he, he need to do? What else do he need to do to impress you? Back to the future. Back to the future. Directed by Ben. Directed by Ben. Dr. Brown, we need some plutonium. Do I know anyone who's got it? No. The end. <laughs> no, the Libyans got it. The Libyans haven't got a nuclear weapons program. Where are they getting plutonium from? The Libyans. They bring the plutonium. Morty, Morty, I just can't work out. I can't construct a lead-lined case thick enough to protect us from the radiation so the entire adventure cannot happen now because of real science. And we're just going to yeah. sit here till the end of the movie. No, they go back in time. Yeah. And yeah. they reappear and they just be ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They've never seen a lethal wow. dose of radiation within minutes. It'll be like Red oh, Dwarf. Directed by Ben, they go to fucking the African... Oh, no, no, the DeLorean doesn't go through time and space, does it? Just through, like, 
So he'd drive to Africa, then go back in time so he could take part in the fucking Zulu Dawn. <laughs> uh, I wonder if part of Zulu Dawn. That was a massacre. He goes, the he goes got back massacred to the 40s, at Zulu Dawn. And he goes back to the 40s as well to fight the Desert Fox. <laughs> 1942, is that what he's the Battle of Alamein? That's the one. I use Sir Monty and fight Rommel. Just goes back in time and just to fight <laughs> fucking different generals in different wars. That's not a bad fucking time travel movie, <laughs> is it? That's what your film would be. That's pretty sweet, actually. Oh, God. Yeah, I'd go for that. Obviously, I'd always yeah, be on the winning side. I'd only get killed. Yeah, but then a spear, like like in Back to the Future 3, your fuel line gets cut and uh, you're fucked because you can't find the dock. Well, I used to have to really hide that DeLorean, wouldn't I? Yeah, but you wouldn't go back in a DeLorean, would you? you go back no. in a fucking tank. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. If you know, he's fighting Zulus with a tank. <laughs> you cheat. <laughs> You never get a tank up to. You can't get a tank up to 88 miles an hour, guys. No, unless you got plutonium. It was it's a joke. Not even a DeLorean. From a Family Guy, I think. Did you ever see Family Guy when they remade the Star Wars movies? Yeah. Uh, Blue Harvest something. Yeah. A, it's not. It's not even a joke. It's more of an observation in one of the at the end of the second one of those. The Back to the Future films as a trilogy. The ending of the second one is fucking superb because they even say in Family Guy that they get to the end of Empire Strikes Back and they're like, this is such a fucking downer ending. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so depressing. But Back to the Future Part 2, that's how you fucking end a part two. Marty's out there in the rain. You think it's all fucking desolate. The guy turns up with a letter. He's alive. The duck's alive. He's in the old west, but he's alive. Cue yeah. the fucking Boom! And you're fucking ready for part three then, man. That's how you end a part fucking two. You have all the depressing dark shit, but you end with a fucking little a little tickle of the balls of lightness. Yeah, number two's your... my favourite because they go to the future. And at yeah. the time, it was kind of cool, man, to see how it might have turned out. Oh, man, imagine yeah. if they could have made hoverboards after that movie and sold a fucking bill, you know? Them. Oh. I, I remember wonder. that. I do remember that 1989s, obviously I was six. I did see this movie as a child, and I was like, even I was like, eh. well, actually, no, I wasn't. The hoverboards are cool, but I can't skateboard, so why would I want one? I just fall off it. I do remember a coveted item back in the early 90s was a skateboard that was painted like a hoverboard from the movie. Probably. Um, well, uh, and I like. Padded jackets. I do like part two because it gets a bit, to borrow a phrase from uh, Red Dwarf, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, and a bit more sci-fi-y. I like the alternate 1985 and the um, the fact that... Yeah, because there's like three timelines now, isn't there? There's 1955, yeah. 1985, and 2015, and all the people yeah. in them ages are all sort of related. And I love that aspect, actually. I love the hill, like... Yeah. Love the hill valley that you see the different phases, <coughs> the different. Um, yeah, the 1985 dark reality where the fucking yeah. the bald, the bald head teacher or whatever he is. Strickland. Yeah. Mm. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, and like you noticed as well. I bet watching it back, Ben, it probably struck you how much Biff in part two is modelled on our friend Donald Trump. Yeah. You know what? I was watching this and thinking, 
He does look a bit Trumpy, doesn't he? Yeah. The whole thing, the tower, everything, it's all based on Trump. They thought to themselves, yeah. the writers, what would happen to Biff if he became a millionaire? Boom. And it was already there, Donald Trump. That's exactly what he would become. Biff Did Towers. You, and that's not just, the only um, thing they predicted. That's not the only thing they predicted either. What else, man? Well, we'll get into it later. But they predicted 9-11. And I'll show you how. Oh, God, OK. All right, so my... Theory is, you know, there is a, a theory that Donald Trump is a time traveller. We may have touched on this, but mind I, me. I think it might need to be a, a next on Anthology of the Strange or maybe an episode. Basically something to do with Donald Trump's granddad actually clearing out Tesla's hotel room and taking away the chest of various Tesla inventions that hadn't been built and... Donald has actually come back from the future, or uh, I forget how it's done. Anyway, he's engineered it, so he's president. Yeah. And his son's gone backwards in well, time. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do it all in one day. Yeah, we're basically now living it. Well, we will be soon living in that dark future that Back to the Future predicted. And in Hell Valley rather than Hell Valley, wasn't yeah. that thing? They, they put when Trump Hell becomes, Valley on the sign. When Trump becomes dictator for life. Yeah. Well, Ben, were there any moments that stood out to you as good that you enjoyed, that you found mirthful or exciting? Uh, in, in both of them. In any of them? In the first in two? In any of them. Um, the first two. Um, um, no, I wouldn't say anything really made me chuckle out loud. Uh, Does it not even feel, did it not stir your loins when... George finally stands up to Biff and in the yeah, world most little, telegraphed punch. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's a little awesome. bit, but that's what I'd expect him to do if he's got any shred of testicles. And the jeopardy, though, the storytelling, having to ensure that your own parents get together. And, oh, I do remember this now, a little factoid. The whole germ of this idea came from the writer looking through his father's high school yearbook that they have in america seeing his dad's high school picture and wondering to himself would i have got along with my father if i was if we were at high school together and yeah. from that that basically came up with the idea of someone going back in time cool. blah, blah, blah. but i but it does get a bit it does get a bit edipussy, well your mom does get a bit edipussy yeah it does hilarious though because you are so in my surprise that's horror. It becomes horror at that yeah, point. Like, does, holy yeah. fuck, no. His mum wants to fuck him. And if and, and because his mum wants to fuck him, his, his dad might not have a chance and he might cease to fucking exist. And I know it's bullshit science-wise, but as a storytelling device, being able to see the family members disappear physically from the photo is fucking excellent. I didn't mind that, like actually. That was it's a race against, yeah. it's a race against time. And I do like. Though, I can't... Wouldn't it? Say again, mate. Big convenient. Like, oh, how am I doing on this particular part of the mission? Oh, have my you ever gone. Seen a movie before? Have you ever watched films? Have you ever watched films? Oh, <laughs> Is this how they fucking work, Ben? Next thing yeah. we're fucking reviewing, Mr. Realism over here. It's going to be a fucking Ken Loach. We're going to do Kez. You ever seen Kez? Oh, that's depressing as hell. Oh, we're going we're exactly. to do David Lynch. Very realistic, though. 
We're going to do David Lynch. Actually, <laughs> yes. it's my movie nah, that... next. Christ on a fucking bike. What's it going to be? 1940. Yeah. I'm decided. I think it'll be a classic. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's yeah. going to be Zulu, oh. innit? No, I'm saving that for Christmas. Oh, fuck, yeah. Fuck Zulu. We're not having a Zulu Christmas. Or oh, did we agree to that when we were well, drunk? What was his choice, did it, for Christmas this year? Ah. Fucking duck. I'm on the damn busters. Black fella's fucking dead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine doesn't even speak with a cockney accent in that movie. He always fucking does. He doesn't. He sounds posh in the movie. It's his first role. All those black fellows over there, I want them bloody dead. They don't <laughs> and in Ben's, fan- then in Ben's fantasy, he turns up in a time-travelling tank. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing the hell out of them and saying, keep throwing those spears at me, you idiots. <laughs> My tank is like a sheet of steel. <laughs> I'd be on the coax, personally. Well, that's enough, Zulu. Don't you dare overtake our Back to the Future discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you pervert. We like Back to the Future factoids. Yes, go on then. Okay. During production, a Universal executive sent a serious memo to producers saying he thought the film's name was confusing. How does one go back to the future? I've heard and this. Offers a, and he offered a suggestion of his own. His suggestion was Spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> that was it. There's <laughs> no Spaceman. I suppose that's the name of his book, is it? It's the name of George McFly's book. No, it's meant to be the comic, isn't it? Oh, is you it? know when he lands in the barn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spaceman from Pluto's the comic. Ah, well... It looks um, like Martin McFly. Still a fucking awful title. It certainly is. <laughs> uh, yeah, find it's nothing fact. to do with the film whatsoever. Then, Ronald Reagan loved the film, especially when 1995 Duck was in disbelief that Reagan was president in Martin's, Marty's 1985. Oh, uh, yes, yes. That's true, yeah. That is a valid he, point. He, he, no one thought Reagan was ever going to be president. He was a guy in Westerns. Well, it's a bit like Trump, isn't it? He evidently laughed so hard that the projectionist had to rewind the film because Reagan wanted to see it again. Later, mm. in his 1986 State of the Union, Reagan quoted the final line from the first film, Roads, where we're going... We don't need roads. Fuck yeah, Reagan. He's just got yeah. up in my estimation. There's one thing I... Yeah, I, he, only bought this, he only bought this neoliberalist nightmare to us in the first place, but, you know... <laughs> oh, hey, hey, for that. <laughs> Hang on. So, Reagan's all right. Reagan's okay because he quoted Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, is, this is why... Mike, you're yes, a fucking sellout. Trouble. No. You're this a sellout, is, Mike. It's always great when uh, actors become politicians and use their catchphrases. My favourite is when Arnold Schwarzenegger on the campaign trail said, "It's time to stop being economic girly men." Um, <laughs> let, Fantastic. You might like this factoid, lads, as music fans. It always seems strange that when Marty dressed in his Darth Vader costume to scare George into going along with the plan, 
the cassette he used was labelled Edward Van Halen, as opposed to the band's actual name, Van Halen. Turns out the band denied the filmmaker's request to use their music, but Eddie Van Halen agreed to perform a few licks on his own. Uh, Good. Well, I can give you some breaking news as we speak, gentlemen. It's Boris dead. He's gone to intensive care. Seriously? Ooh. Yeah. Holy shit. He's not really taking it on the chin, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and he went down fucking sack of shit. He yeah. went down faster than Amir Khan or Audrey he Harrison. Took, he took it on the chin and it folded him in half like a fucking deck chair. <laughs> Oi. Well, obviously we do. We don't wish him any harm. No, we don't want. We don't want him to die. Pray for Boris. Oh God, it'll be. We're going to go out on fucking Wednesday and clap for him as well now. Have to. Hashtag pray for Bar. This is all a ploy to win him, like, sympathy points. Oh, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. The Tory machine, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, none of us have bit. seen him in A&E. This was planned out last week, man. You know, anyway. Good luck to him, the big bummer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be all right, hopefully. I'm sure he'll have the best best of care. Yeah. <laughs> well, have we got any um any closing thoughts on the first two gentlemen? Then we we can uh, wrap it up and head into part yeah. three next. Yes. One question. Okay. The end of the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Doc turns up and he does. Where we're going, we don't need Rose. The Dorian flies. That's that. That was all right. You know. That was awesome. Amazing. Um, like he says, no, no. He says that to Marty and what was her name? His girlfriend, Jennifer, Jennifer. something like that. Um, yeah. He's just like, oh, um, it's not you. It's your kids. And you're like, well, all right. But why can't you just tell him now when we want to have this problem in a few years? Oh, it's time well, to paradox. Create human life together and like. Well, now they know. change destiny by not having kids or take the appropriate action six months before said event. Yeah, but it's like 30 I years in the future. It's 30 years in the future, yeah, and it's one incident in what would be millions of incidents that go on through them 30 years, and you've got to remember, oh, that one incident, I can't let happen. I mean, it's, it's a bit unlikely, isn't it? Well, just saying, you know. All the incident is, is that his kid gets talked into doing a robbery with with Griff. Yeah, but he could, uh, you know, go back and say, hey, to his kid, don't do that, son. Mate. Stop him at the act, maybe. Make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah. Ben, this is why you don't write scripts for Hollywood, okay? No. Well, it's fair enough, I suppose. And- and whatever film you pick next, be prepared for this prism of ultra-realism which you've preached tonight is going to be applied to your next pick. Because no Fine. movie can stand up to it. No movie can stand up to it. Fine. Can I say that I also enjoy the soundtrack? Um, the, yeah. the score was excellent, yeah. Okay, give you that. The, Score's the good. Amazing. It's not Star Wars, but it's good. The opening song of the first film, awesome. 
Second one, fashion was fun in the second one. Them big metal things on their heads—that was quite funny. You can get those trainers. Nike actually made those trainers. I don't think I they made they many. I bet they do. I bet they do. The second one's interesting, and obviously Biff is trumping. And I just think, but then again, I, I think it portrays Biff in a bad light because I mean, if you or I or Mike had, I don't know, the twenty. 2025 sporting was almanac. I do like that word actually, almanac. It's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, it is a good word. Yeah. We'd probably misuse that. Let's face it. I definitely would, but I wouldn't mistreat my wife. My no, favorite no, I wouldn't bit... do any of that evil stuff. Just make a lot of money. My favorite bit in part two, I think, is, or one of my favorites, is where uh, the DeLorean rises up and they use the gull wing door to knock him out. Marty fakes jumping off the roof and it's still got the fucking flyer thing attached to it from back in 19 thingy hasn't it 55 yeah five yeah oh man I like the bits where he crashes into the manure twice yeah I hate manure Uh. (laughs) yeah man oh it's great love them man love them I'm sorry you didn't enjoy these Ben but we're about to get into my favourite one next in part two, which I have to admit, part three is probably my favourite because it's Cowboys. Really? I thought it was terrible. I think I it's the weakest, but I do it's like It's the weakest one out of a crap it's trilogy def- for me. I know it's not as good as the first two. I know it's not, but I just love it. I love it. I love the train. I love his speech at the end. The future's not written yet. So whatever it is. No, it's what you make it. So whatever it is, make it a good one. Love it. Love the train. I love that Doc falls in love. Love it. Personally, weakest one of a weak trilogy for me. Kind yes, of in and out too. watching this one. For me too, yeah. It's still good. Love. It's still good, but it's just not in the same class as one and two, I think. I love the fuck out of it. I love everything about it. I love uh, the fact that he's dressed like how, how like they dress it sort of... Um, you know, like a wet, uh, a western sort a of show dance. Yeah, and he turns <laughs> up, and it's completely ridiculous um, with his little <laughs> booties. You know, I like the, I like Duck shooting him down with his like souped-up rifle thing. That's yeah, pretty cool. That was I like right. the, I like the whole challenge of trying to get the 
the uh, the car up to 88 mile an hour on 1885 technology. That's pretty cool. Biff's relatives eating shit again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a DeLorean train at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you do get the uh, love interest between Clara yeah, and the Duck. I was just about to say, I love that. I love that the Duck gets a happy ending. Yeah, that I'm okay with. It's just a, it's a bit cheesy the way he gets there. Yeah, but he can't be he can't be a creepy old man hanging around with a high school lad forever. Do you know what I mean? No. Well, this is true. I mean, that's creepy in itself. Instead, he's hanging about with a woman who's half his age. Instead, you like him young? Nah, he just went grey early. She dyes her hair. She's not that much younger than him, I don't think. Not in a creepy. That's no. I never thought. And there is a, I think you like some young. And there is a paedophilic moment in it. There's a what? Yeah. A paedophilic moment in it. What happens? Right at the end, yeah, when the kid, his kids and they're standing on the, the, the side of the, the train, yeah. Mm. You can see the little kid just sort of points to his penis a couple of times. I have seen that. <laughs> Where's the paedophilia? Well... You know, people say that that is a bit dodgy. It's not just a kid fidgeting and not understanding that he's got to keep still. No, but specifically pointing towards his penis, looking at the camera. Yeah. It is It is a bit weird. Anger, oh, my man. God. So which one of the cast or crew was it? Was it Christopher Lloyd, do you think? I'm going to have a look. I can't believe it. What it the fuck do. am I it's a... in the fucking search engine? Yeah. <laughs> 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 very careful how I... Yeah, word. be very careful how you word. There's <laughs> 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 a big thing about it, isn't it? It's like the, it's the whole Hollywood is for the paedophiles and these are little things that the kids are supposed to have trying to no secret messages the kids have tried to send or what's his what's his name the last boys Corey Haim who went came out and said it all and then is he still alive creepy he's dead he's dead oh yeah that's right he killed himself this live you can get my live reaction I I typed into YouTube back to the future three kid pointing and the top video that comes up, number one says, Creepy Kid from Back to the Future 3 points to his flux capacitor. And number two, before I've even watched it, number two hints at what I think this is probably going to turn out to be. Movie extras that totally ruin the scene. He's a fucking kid. <laughs> oh, just show us an advert. Nobody listen. Blah, 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 blah. Mike, right. Okay, I'm looking for the kid cock. I hope you're going to write a book after this, Gaz. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the book, Gaz? (laughs) Where's the book? (laughs) Okay, first of all, we're going to watch this. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. No. First of all, this kid, judged on his face. Are, you, are any of you, have you watched this clip recently? So can you picture it in your mind? Not recently, but I can, think I can remember what happens. I stood on the side of the train. This fucking kid. 
Looks like he fell out the retard tree and hit every spacky branch on the way fucking down. He ain't fucking right. Okay. Then why cast him in a film? Because he looks vaguely like fucking Christopher Lloyd's potential son. And right, okay, I'm gonna play it now. This is such guys, you might need you might need uh, some um muscle rub for your fucking arms after all that reaching. <laughs> like, there's nothing else. Right, his hand first movement he does, he can't keep still. He's doing like a beckoning, like his hand is opening and closing, opening and closing. Because he's a little fucking re-re, you can't keep still. Then it changes, his hand turns over and his little finger reaches out as if to scratch his own penis and then it goes straight back in and nothing. Then the camera zooms. He doesn't repeatedly point at his penis at all. I want that known for the record. You've just accused fucking Christopher Lloyd of paedophilia. I didn't say nothing. Of paedophilia. You fucking sick people. It's, you sound like Sharon's on Facebook at the fucking moment. I hope look, you realise. At the moment, look, are we not a conspiracy podcast? That's fucking reaching. I'm just stating that that is a conspiracy <laughs> out there on the web that someone has put out there. That's all I'm repeating it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else. Say the problem we, lies we, with the person who was focusing on the child in the background rather than at this moment Christopher Lloyd is finishing the trilogy with like the most like with his speech like the speech to finish it of course it's erased your future hasn't been written what fucking nonce is staring at the kid in the background fidgeting with his fucking <laughs> well that's it isn't it nonces would be looking at the kids exactly well we fucking cleared that one up thank you very much and now I'm just going to set fire to my hard drive. Is <laughs> 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 it burning them the best? I don't know. Drilling holes in them? I, 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 I don't know. W- would you like a Back to the Future 3 fact? <laughs> Come on, then. <laughs> There's a kid in the background. <laughs> Is that one of the hats? Perfect. It's not Pedo. We don't know that. We fucking do. We don't. <laughs> we do. So, Duck's Back to the Future 2 shirt. As most fans know, Back to the Future 2 and 3 were filmed back to back, and then a relatively unprecedented move for a major movie studio. Duck Brown wears a, sh- a shirt throughout the majority of the second movie with illustrations of trains and cowboys on horses. An awesome bit of foreshadowing for the events of Back to the Future 3. Not the only thing it foreshadowed. Oh, fuck up. Fidgety little kid. Not that. Oh, oh. Right, right. Do you want to get into that bit now? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, okay, Mike, would you like to present this theory? This very, I'm going to say... Hold on a minute. Very tenuous theory. (laughs) Did... Back to the future predict 9-11. Can I answer first? <laughs> no, it didn't. Let's look at the evidence. Right, can I, I just... You've got air quotes up. Can I just read out what he put at the beginning of this, uh, this film? Okay. okay. This is a work of fiction and, <laughs> and not a suitable <laughs> yeah. consumption by anybody. <laughs> Any characters in real life. It's coincidental. My darling candy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, mate? This is an exploration of the archetypal relationship 
that exists between the narrative of Back to the Future and the 9-11 terror events. The correlations uncovered indicate a conscious connective fabric that ties all matter and energy within the universe, producing non-local phenomenon, which can be referred to as synchronicity. Oh, fuck that hippie crap. <laughs> okay, I'm down for that. Like, that we're all, con- we're all concentrating on it. We're all stardust, baby. You know, but I'll let you, you go through the theory first, Mike. Okay, so there's hidden clues inside Back to the Future. Allegedly. Which represent 9-11. Represents. Okay. Yeah, so you've got the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. So, you know, a bit like Twin Towers, in it? Right, okay. It's a bit like that, I guess. There are two tall, straight things. There's a terrorist attack by Muslims. From Libya. Not from Saudi Arabia. Well, it's still pretty damn close, isn't it? No, Libya's in North Africa and Saudi Arabia's in the Middle East. No, I mean, I mean they're both Muslims. Oh, so that's all that matters to you, is it, Mike? The no, brown the people Muslim. are Muslims. No, it was, Muslim. was it not Muslim terrorists that allegedly blew up the World Trade Centres? No? Well, that's what we're told. Yeah, I mean, for, okay. all, for all you know, they could have been agnostic. I never asked each of them personally. Well, that's what we're told, isn't it? It is. Okay, and what time did it happen? It happened at 1.16am at the Twin Pines Mall. Which yeah. is an upside down 9 11. Yeah, it's always upside down or this well, or that. That's Satanism and Freemasonry, isn't it? It's inverted. It, they believe that, you know, what's that saying? What's above should be below. What's on Stranger Things? Was it? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Go. More Freemasonry there. Oh. Okay. God, they're and everywhere. The, the Twin Pines then becomes the Lone Pine. Right. As yeah, in the, the Freedom Tower. Yeah, the One World Trade Centre, yeah. One World Government. Right. Okay. Doc's stopwatches are both at 1.19. Yeah, so 9.11 reversed. Okay. The Twin Pines are also on the movie screen in Marty's Future House that becomes the Twin Towers with the Statue of Liberty ornaments in the foreground. Right. Okay. I mean, that is an odd choice to throw in there. I'll give you that. But it's not like they weren't American landmarks. Or or do you not think they were trying to... The idea was that using the screen and their decoration, they were trying to recreate the feeling of being in New York as an ambient. Also a possibility. Yeah, yeah. But you see the, the, the two pine trees and they merge into the towers. That's telling you that the Twin Pines Mall is, in fact, the Twin Towers. Okay. Old George McFly enters upside down. Okay. Mm -hmm. The scene on the movie screen will be the towers collapsing from his point of view. Oh, yes, because they go off the screen upwards. Yes. But from his point of view, they're coming downwards. Right. And did anyone else notice that when the old woman was saying, save the clock tower... Yes. Okay, behind us a shop called the Third Eye Shop. And it's oh, a it's good. Pyramid and Eye. It has. That's true. There is the Illuminati Eye on the shop thing. There's also a giant flaming 9/11 in the streets. 
Yeah, I, when I was watching the thing, I was like, where's the nine? And then I realised it was a street sign up in the top it corner. Is. Western Auto, and it's got a big nine. And the, the 11 is the, the flames left by the DeLorean. That's a good job he never used a three-wheeler, isn't it? <laughs> they completely would have missed that one. <laughs> Not for 88 mile an hour, would it? Oh, that's true, yeah. That? It's 33 miles an hour instead. And it fucking it tips over if he goes around a corner. Uh, <laughs> it'd be like a cross between Only Fools and Horses and Back to the Future. <laughs> you know what? I'd watch that. Rodney, you plonker. <laughs> We're stuck in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I want to see the three-wheeler. And so, and even just, to, we'll put going doors on it too. I'm sure some versions of the Rum Reliant did actually have like similar doors to that. The going. If you drove it off the edge of a cliff, it might take off. <laughs> there were only lights, maybe. <laughs> and to finish off, this guy says that there's a message throughout the film. Marty's gives a message to the doc saying, you know, something terrible happened in 30 years' time. Okay, that's in 1985. So we go to October 2015, and Robert Zemeckis makes a film called The Walk. Yeah. It? No, but I'm aware of what it's about. That guy did actually walk between the two towers, though, didn't he? He did, using a wire, which yeah. he used a wire on the clock tower. Yeah. Okay. And the guy walking in the walk is wearing exactly the same clothes as Marty McFly, the same hairstyle. Right. And so that is Robert Zemeckis warning us of a terrorist attack in, 2000, in 1918. It's going to happen 2001, 9-11. But it's not 30 years. 1985. Years. No, no, because he says in 30 years, I'm going to give you a warning about it. So he gives us the... The letter in 1985 to Doc saying in 30 years there'll be a terrorist attack. That's the yeah. warning. Yeah, in 30 years' time, he makes this film, The Walk, to connect it all together. Well, Robert Zemeckis, I would just like to say, good effort, but your warning didn't really work because for us to, to work out that it was a warning, the event itself had to actually happen. So, yeah. Yeah, it happened in 2001. He's given us the warning in 2015. He says, he's saying in the film, in 30 years' time, I'll give you a warning yeah, about my, 9-11. My, yeah, well, it's my, too late. That happened in 2001. I know, exactly. 14 years. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's them fucking with us, isn't it? Saying, you know, you should have worked it out or whatever. I don't know. I don't buy this one for a second. No. You case don't find it creepy at all? No, I think it's someone just like staring at Back to the Future for too fucking long. <laughs> it's somebody, yeah, with because like anything twin, anything that there's two of could now be seen as a an allegory of the Twin Towers. I'm sure. I'm trying to think now. Put, I know these movies very, very well, but it's the Single Pine Mall, isn't it? To in loan. It's called the, the loan mall. Yeah. It, it's done that in the story to indicate that the timeline has changed. Yeah. It? But it's not the original 1985. It's not to warn us about an event that's going to happen 30 years in the future that Robert Zemeckis had no possible physical uh, way of knowing was going to happen. It's well, that's fucked up, isn't it? It's fucked up. But if you no, no. look, it, it's, it's a coherent argument. It's not. It's bloody yeah, not. I think so. 
It's no. not now. No. Technology. I mean, if he did know and he's trying to warn us that he should have done a better job, blood on his hands, personally, is the fucking well, thing, isn't it? If he's, if he's one of the elites, then he doesn't give a shit, does he? Well, then he's not warning us. He's mocking us in advance and therefore still blood on his hands. Well, of course, but he doesn't give a shit, does he? But it means that they would have had to plan it. It'd have to have been planned before 1985. If they knew the date, that it was, was going to happen. And they could hide it in the film, couldn't they? Why Back to the Future? I don't know why. And also, why hasn't this guy directed a load of good films if he's that in the Illuminati? Why is he directing crap? Oh, it's a great film. Yeah, I'm not buying this one. You know I love a conspiracy, but... Yeah. I think it's freaky anyway. And the films are not crap, Ben. They're (laughs) simply not to your tastes. Doesn't mean they're objectively not crap as they made hundreds of millions of dollars and have lived on for 30 plus years uh, after their initial release and are still beloved by millions of people. So they're, they are demonstrably not crap. They're just yeah, but not to your tastes. Gaz, people are idiots. People like Coldplay and vote for Nazis. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is the idiot, aren't they? They certainly are. Yeah. So... It's like a real fact. <laughs> on, then. <Go> on then. <laughs> Because the last thing I'll say about that man's very <clears throat> well thought out um, argument, the TV's like those sort of rear projection kind of, that's how like, that's how the screen moved. You know, it wasn't, they didn't specifically, oh, you know what we should do? We should rig up a device that makes the screen look, oh, for fuck, there's so much reach in there, it's insane. Anyway, in another of part three's great, Great, Ben. Yeah. Great visual gags. Marty throws a Frisbee's pie plate, knocking a gun out of Mad Dog's hand. The Frisbee Pie Company was a real thing. Started in 1871, college students tossing their empty pie cans around did, in fact, lead to the eventual creation of the modern Frisbee. Hmm. Yeah, well, well, that is actually quite interesting. Yes. <laughs> it is, yeah. isn't it? Also, one of the uh, one of the deals with a whoever owned the land where they built the western town for the movie, the pe- the landowners didn't charge the production anything, but the deal was that they had to leave all the buildings that they built behind when production finished, uh-huh. and they left everything there other than the clock tower. And so then that has been gone on to be used in several other films and as a sort of attraction, I think. Yeah. wonder if it's still there. Probably not. Another fact, this movie's fucking awesome. Hey. Oh, it's the weakest out of the three and they're not great. It. I know it's the weakest out of the three. That's Everyone knows that, but it's still fucking awesome. It ain't no Return of the Jedi, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd still rather watch Return of the Jedi. It's got time travel, it's got paradoxes, it's got Biff. It's great. They've all got Biff, they've all got the same characters. They've all yeah, got Biff good. in some respect. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see how, like, you can imagine yourself 30 years in the future, do you know what I mean? They're awesome movies. So, does anyone have any closing thoughts on the Back to the Future trilogy? Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well... We knew you weren't going to be. You yeah. made that perfectly clear for months. Yeah. Yep. We've known... It's out the way now. It's done. 
I said we'll never have to do it again. Every word that you were going to say tonight for like six months. <laughs> yeah. You have told us several times. So I know. About this movie before we even bothered reviewing them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love them. I still love them. I haven't watched them in preparation of this. I don't need. I've seen them that many times. Pretty much ingrained into me. I will watch them again at some point. Yeah, love those movies, man. Love those yeah. movies. Good shit. Is that all you've got to say on the? Yeah, good shit. That's yeah, yeah. good shit. <laughs> <laughs> great movies. I love them. I used to love them as a kid, and I love them now. Perfect <laughs> fantasy escapism the, the exact correct that first one especially the exact correct sousons the exact measurements the precise sprinklings of comedy romance drama tension horror fantasy, escapism horror sci-fi high concept just fucking perfect and i think the sequel is better in my opinion it's a very clever device i don't know if we touched on it in part one like the idea of a sequel sort of going back and seeing the same movie again from a different perspective yeah like so we see the same events happening but we see them from different angles through different characters that's pretty yeah and i like the dark alternative reality i think that's brilliant yeah yeah predicted trump the trump the trump digs yeah that's good shit Oh. Christ, bro, you, you and you just prophecy now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been hitting us with numerology, now you're on a bit prophecy. He has, Mike, you have changed over the last few months, I think. You've gone a bit more woo-woo. You're leaving yeah, the science. I'm just open to more, I'm just open to different things, that's all. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. <laughs> you're the science officer, there's everything wrong with that. All right, stop stabbing that little voodoo doll of me, Mike. <laughs> Uh, right should we do the news yeah weird news let's get the boys views on this week's weird news try your first then hedge fun moment prankster neighbour makes hilarious bid for freedom disguised as a bush <laughs> so, as families around the country begin to go stir crazy during the second week of lockdown, every street needs a comedian to lift the spirits. In Stevenage, there was no beating around the bush, as one resident put on her an, an hilarious show as he escaped from his home dressed as a hedge. And he's, um, yeah, he's just basically wearing a, a hedge. <laughs> no other way to put it he's in a hedge suit but you can still see the outline of a man yeah well, yeah I think I don't think I think he was just doing this to set up the picture wasn't he he wasn't yeah. like actually making a serious attempt because you know he could just not wear the bush costume and say he's going to the pharmacy <laughs> yeah yeah because if he does sneak to the pharmacy he dresses as a bush it's going to be awkward <laughs> When you actually end yeah. up trying to order something, and we're oh. like, why are you dressed as a bush? Could I have some medicine, please? What's the problem? I, I'm dressed as a fucking bush. You tell me what I need. <laughs> <laughs> they probably yeah, you'll get locked up. Fucking hell. 
No. <laughs> he didn't think this through, did he? No, no. he didn't. <laughs> you know, he's, he's allowed to go out to get stuff and to go for walking one day. I mean, you know. Like Gaz said, it's just a prank, isn't it? Yeah. He was seen crouching, scurrying, and even stopping, dropping, and rolling as part of entertainment, even freezing when a postman drove by in the quiet street. And later in the clip, uh, he comes back with a Sainsbury's carrier bag. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, fair play to him. Every street needs one, but I'm glad he's not on mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Any more on that one? No, that's pretty much it. That's that's <laughs> essentially it. Bush okay, man. next up. Man drives 224 miles with wife in boot during lockdown <laughs> to collect £15 eBay item. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a really important item, though. Well, what puzzles me is he's driven 224 miles. He spent 15 quid. He's probably spent more in petrol than he has on the fucking item. Yeah, but, it, you know, we don't know what it... Does it say what it was, Mike? Yeah. The driver from Coventry was stopped by motorway patrol after heading to Salford, Greater Manchester, to pick up some windows he paid £15 for. Oh, right. Well, windows are expensive. Yeah, 15 quid ain't bad, is it? No. I'd drive that far for a bargain that good. (laughs) After making the journey there with his wife as a passenger, the couple discovered she couldn't fit into the car as well as the windows, so she spent the journey back in the boot. (laughs) (laughs) The driver received a traffic offence report for what he did. Well, that's the... There you go. There's the blitz spirit. He's got a forgiving wife. Fucking ass. Yeah. Will you just jump in the boot while we go 200 miles up the road? Yeah. <laughs> because if we don't get it now, we can't afford him, love, and we'll have to have yeah. no windows. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Just a bit daft. Don't break lockdown, folks. Yeah. Don't break lockdown. I have just seen a wonderful piece of news, live breaking news that pertains to us, gentlemen. SoundCloud have added a button that we can add to our profile so that fans can financially support us. Yay! Listeners, keep your eyes peeled because as soon as we get off this phone call, I will be activating that fucking button. (laughs) (laughs) The trouble is, Gaz. Like, nobody, nobody else is working. Well, a few yeah. are, but not many. No. But, Everyone's yeah, in the same the, boat. <laughs> the least they could do, Mike, is buy us all a good quality microphone each to plug into our respective computers while we're all, you know, unable to meet physically. Oh, you know, I'm just saying. I don't if, think they've got, if they've got money to spare after providing for their families and shit, of course. Fuck families. Think about it. <laughs> I'm joking. I am joking. I love our listeners. We had a couple of lovely comments. We did. Yeah. Uh, We really appreciate that you appreciate us. Thanks. We're very humbled. Definitely. We definitely plan to keep going. We're not going to let. We always joked, dear listener, that we would be broadcasting through the apocalypse. And this is the closest we've come to a bit of an apocalypse in the show's lifespan. And uh, we. True, yeah. Yeah. That's our pledge to you, listeners. Ooh. Unless we're all dead, obviously. We're not going to broadcast <laughs> beyond the grave. Unless you've got a Ouija board, we'll give it a go. 
<laughs> oh man, what if one of, whoever dies first out of us three, we have to keep doing it and try and contact the other on a Ouija board? <laughs> if, ben, if you die first, I'll just do an impression of you. Zulu, Zulu, the Queen. I'm the I'm the king of the world. I'll lead the Zulu. Golden God. I've never said I'm the king of the world. All right there. Nothing wrong with being a benevolent dictator. <laughs> oh, I love me some Napoleon. I've Maybe never said that. I thought I thought Napoleon was overrated. Oh, fuck it. Who the fuck even has a rating for Napoleon? <laughs> <laughs> you got, have you got fascist dictator power rankings, Ben? <laughs> yeah, the top trump cars, did you know? <laughs> he compiled his own list. <laughs> oh Ben, bless you. Right, should we do this last news story? Well, Rumours I look like a young Mussolini are greatly uh, blown out of proportion. <laughs> oh dear, what did I say on the news for the last time? And finally, nose warmers are the face wear trend no one asked for. <laughs> I wish you could see this picture, listener. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like a a, a hat on your nose. (laughs) Winter is coming. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Is your wardrobe ready? Sure, you've got hats, gloves, scarves, jackets and boots. But is that everything? Are you maybe forgetting another part of your body that you've neglected to keep warm? Obviously, you've got your eye muffs on too, because no one wants to go frost blind. I'm talking about your nose, fool. I hate. (laughs) person who wrote this article <laughs> i don't need to read this it, it's this whole thing it's somebody's etsy page it's nostril friendly knitwear and it's it, it may the people wearing it the pictures make me hate them <laughs> <laughs> really hate them because they're not just like they're things like ducks and and oh a little snowman oh aren't i cute got me little nose warmer on little santa hat. frog as well Oh, God. A oh. nose. God. Ah, oh, that frog one, that could get you in trouble because that's a symbol of the alt-right. Oh, yeah, that frog meme. Uh. No, no, but people use it to be... Like, it's, it comes from Kekistan, shit posters, people like that, 4chan, but that somehow got tied up with being alt-right and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, love me a frog. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the end of that story. Who the fuck? Face warmers, fuck off. Nose warmers, it's not even a face no. warmer. Nose warmer, fuck that. <laughs> well, that's the state of the world. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Yeah. It's going all right, us turn turned on that fucking massive nuclear accelerator, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So some. Now he's pushing conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legitimate theory. <laughs> It was fine. So he's back to the future predicted 9-11. It clearly didn't, though, did it? Mm. Right. You can't say something's predicted something if you've got to wait till after it's happened to go back and find the clues. That's not how science works. (laughs) Science, boy. It's just fact, isn't it? it, You know, he's got the things in there you could interpret as predicted 9-11. It's all about interpretation, isn't it? 
Well, that's the problem, though, isn't it? It's not like this is going to happen. It's just like, oh, well, here you go. Here's some yeah. loose pictures of the two towers. All I said, it was a legitimate conspiracy theory. I didn't say it was true. I never said it was true at any point. I said that the third one is true. So they, <laughs> that's my take on it. <laughs> everything was going great till it <laughs> everything was going great till they turned that on. <laughs> well, you have right. a point there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wrap this bad boy up, Ben? Yeah. So that's been the Back to the Future discussion. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't drink the flavor aid. Don't join a cult unless it's a tiger cult and fuck Carol Baskin. <laughs> I've been Gaz. Thank you very much for listening during these stressful times. Christopher Lloyd is definitely not a fucking nonce. And <laughs> Dannon. <laughs> I've been Mike. Maybe Back to the Future predicted 9-11. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Peace out. May the force be with you. Oh, yeah, don't get ill. Stay at home. Or you'll be like wash Boris. Your, wash your bollocks. <laughs> yeah, and your hands after you've washed your bollocks. Yeah, hands. Well, wash all of you. And yeah, your snatch. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's just coming out of nowhere with and your snatch. Wash <laughs> <laughs> your snatch, you dirty snake. <laughs> 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 surviving. We haven't, had much, we haven't had much burdened man in this episode. I think we've got to see you putting that one in, Mike. Oh, wash your starts, your dirty slag. <laughs> well, Gas says wash your balls, and I wanted to make it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to drop an arm bomb right before we stop? That's it. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I just chose to comment on it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye.